God. I'll try not to be lengthy at all tonight. I'm reading from Exodus, the 30th chapter. Rather lengthy reading of Scripture. Exodus chapter number 30, and I want to start reading at verse number 22. How many will help me preach tonight? Would you do that? Lift your hand and wave it to God. Praise God. We had a great time around here last night because folks just got with it. I think we need to stop sitting back, amen, on our little ecclesiastical cushion, and we need to let the Holy Ghost take control. Here we go, the 22nd chapter of the book of Exodus, chapter number 30, 22nd verse. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices. Everybody say principal spices. Oh, you can say it better than that. Come on. Principal spices. That's what I want to hear. Pure, my, pure myrrh, 500 shekels. And of sweet cinnamon, half so much. Even 250 shekels. Of sweet calamus, 250 shekels. Of cassia, 500 shekels. After the shekel of the sanctuary. And of olive oil and hen. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment. Everybody say holy ointment. An ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. And it shall be an holy anointing oil. Say that with me. A holy anointing oil. Let's say it again. A holy anointing oil. And thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith and the ark of the testimony and the table and all its vessels and the candlestick and his vessels and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering and all his vessels and the laver and his foot and thou shalt sanctify them that they may be most holy whatsoever toucheth them shall, shall be holy and thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Notice this, This shall be a holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generations. Upon a man's flesh shall it not be poured, neither shall you make any other like it. After the composition of it, it is what? Holy. Everybody say holy. And it shall be what? Holy unto you. Praise God. Everybody say with me, anointing oil. One recipe. Can't make no more. Praise God. You may be seated. Glory be to God. I want to preach a little bit tonight. Amen. God has a special reason and purpose for everything. The first time that I ever went to an apostolic meeting, I was just a young man. I didn't know anything about the Pentecostal folks, only that they acted a little strange compared to the other churches I had been to, for they were not the quiet, pumptuous people that I'd always saw. These people more or less wallowed in the praises of God Almighty. When I went to church, I would sit there in utter amazement, and I would get so tickled because I had never seen anything like that in all of my life. I remember there was an old fellow named Brother Smith. I used to go to what they called song rallies. We would get home at 6 o'clock in the morning from song rally. They would sing and worship God in a manner like you have never seen. I mean, they'd get with it. 
But I remember old Brother Smith, he'd get shouting, and he'd shout like an Indian. All he had to do was put his hand to his mouth and go, woo, 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 and he would have had it. And I used to sit back there in that seat, a young boy, and laugh myself silly. I packed me a bean shooter, and I'd get all ready, because I know when they started shouting, I could cut loose. I had more fun at the Pentecostal church when I was a sinner boy than any place, I guess, in the world. And I would wait till the Spirit of God started moving a little bit. And then I would crank out the old bean shooter. I would shove me a bean in the barrel of that old straw that I had, and I would commence to help them shout. You have never in your life, my friend, saw anything like that. For some of them folks, they'd get one little smacking, and they'd turn loose and have themselves a time. Some of them shouted just like they rode a bicycle. I remember old Fritz weighed 350 pounds. Old Fritz said, get with it, friend. I used to sit back there and have myself a time. But I did not realize what was going on until one night the evangelist began to preach and the hair on the back of my neck began to stand up and the soul inside of this old naked body of mine then began to melt under the presence of God Almighty. I realized right then that I was getting into something that I did not really know the power. For there was an unending source of strength that began to flow. And there was an unending source of power that began to move. When that preacher, when he started preaching, was cooking up something that was going to change my life. When he felt the anointing of God begin to move, something began to move down inside of this old boy. I kindly put the bean shooter away. I kindly threw the beans back on the seat. And I sit back and wrap the kitchen and begin to listen to the word of God. Conviction began to grip my heart and tears begin to roll down my face. I looked over at the preacher's boy. I tried to stop my legs from shaking and they would not stop shaking. I tried to hold them but I couldn't hold them. I looked over at the preacher's son and I said, Bill, what in the world's the matter with me? He said, John, the Holy Ghost is moving on you. If you ever feel that spirit move again, you get to an all-crown in the book. Amen. The 30th chapter of the book of Exodus. There come a time that everything must be dedicated unto the Lord. The ephod, the breastplate, the Urim and the Thummim, the priest's garments, the labor, everything that was made must have been dedicated to the Lord. But God said that I'm going to set these things aside. And the way I'm going to set them aside is that I want you to compound for me. I want you to build me, make me, compose for me a special anointing oil that I can use, that Aaron can take and set aside everything. If I can get a little help from Brother Bo Harris tonight, hey man, this man is the leader of this district, and I'm going to have him be our cook tonight if I can. This man is capable of cooking up something straight from heaven. He didn't come in this place tonight to make an impression, but he came here tonight to please God, for there's something inside of us tonight that says, let us please God. Let us find the move of God's Spirit. If we never find anything, let us find the anointing of God as it flows from the heavenly throne of God Almighty. And let us get with it as much as we possibly can. We're just warming up anyhow. I said we're just warming up anyhow. We're going to have a time when we get over there. Praise God. Brother Bo right down there. 
Amen. And that sack is everything you need. Tonight I feel like we're going to mix it up. Amen. We're going to get it all together. This man's going to help me. There's something in here first. A good cook must wear an apron. We know that. So we're going to fix him up tonight. Listen, you got to get dressed for the occasion. I promise you that right now. When you do anything for God, let me tell you something. There's some dress code that comes along with this thing. Pardon me tonight. I'm just old-fashioned Pentecost. I'm just old-fashioned Pentecost. I believe this church is real. I believe this church is anointed. I believe this is a powerful church. I believe this is God's church. I think it's about time tonight that we turn loose and let the Holy Ghost saturate our souls. Told of Peter God. My God, my God. What a night this is. I can see it like waves of power. When men and women start worshiping God, the presence of God, my friend, is going to jump like tongues of fire and going to set upon everybody. My God. And somebody's going to turn loose and let the Spirit of God move tonight. Glory be to God. Take that coat off, son. Praise God. Show off them suspenders. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to cook tonight. I feel like today that God wants somebody who's willing to do what God says. This is not a day that you do your own thing. This is not a day you live it like you want to live it, son. But this is a day you do it like God says. After all, he's the master builder. After all, he's the captain of the ship. After all, he's our God. After all, he's our king. He is our leader, the great instructor of righteousness. And most of all, he is, praise God, my God. And I love him because he is. Oh, yes, I do. Praise God. He was given the recipe by God. Hear me, let's get the cook stove set up here. I don't know if they've done it like this or not. Praise God, but we're going to do it like this. This is going to be our cooking stove. Now, I don't know whether they cook like this in the apothecary or not, but we're going to do it country style. Is that all right? Take me back to the grits and the cornbread. Get me back to the pinto beans. Hallelujah. Let me go back to the old fried green tomatoes. Get me back to the old deep fried okra. Let me go back to the old-fashioned country style. I believe God would have ever, ever been of that if Jesus would have been here today. I believe he'd have preferred that over caviar any time. I believe you'd rather have biscuits and gravy, my friend, than the souffles of these great restaurants. I believe you'd rather sit down with you and I, amen, a little fellowship, and let the gravy dip down over his shit and say, that's pretty good, baby, ma. Yes, sir, would. Praise God. Amen. Get out some cooking utensils here, son. We're going to cook a little bit. Press be to God. We're going to turn the stove on. It's on, I think. Praise God, it's hotting up. I like it to get nice and hot. Some folks need to get out of these cold churches and get in one that's on fire. My God, hallelujah. They need to get someplace where the fire of God's falling. You said, preacher, we haven't had a move of God in so long. We forgot what it's like. You better get out of there. You better run for your life. You better get somewhere where the fires are falling. You better get my God. You better get somewhere where the anointing is. You better get somewhere where they still believe in shouting and have yourself a time. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to cook a little bit. 
Hallelujah. Here. Come over here, son. My God, we're going to have a time tonight. I'm going to put every ingredient that I can in this thing tonight. Now notice this recipe for this holy anointing oil came from who? Did it come from man? Did it come from man? No, sir. This holy anointing oil recipe came from God Almighty. Anything you get from man, friend, is not worth a flip. Anything you get from God is eternal and everlasting. My God, have mercy. Anything you get from the Lord is going to last throughout a time. Anything you get from God is real. Somebody said, God, heal me of cancer. Hey, listen, claim that healing and go on because God is a healer. Yes, he is. We're going to cook a little bit. Now, notice what he said in the Word of God. He said, Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, We have tried to put things in the recipe that do not belong there. We have tried to put things in the church that don't belong there. I want to tell you, years ago when I was a boy, we had an active youth group of about 50 young people. And on Friday night, we'd all meet at a young person's house. We wouldn't go there, friend, to blab our mouths. We went there and had fellowship and prayer meeting. I've seen the power of God fall so strong in those young people prayer meetings that I've seen young men dance up and down the stairs. I've seen them walk out of the building, walk down the street through stores, speaking in other tongues. I mean, the Spirit of God would move so strong. You say, Brother Willis, that's getting a little carried away. You better get carried away. You better get carried away. You better get excited about it. You better get back to what God intended for this to be, or we're in trouble. Hear me. Brother Bo, grab your spoon, buddy. We're going to cook a little bit. I feel tonight in the Holy Ghost that God's got something special for somebody. Amen. You say, is this something new? This is nothing new. We're going back to the place that God wants us to go. This man looks like he can do it. I only wish I'd have had one of them fancy chef hats to put on it tonight. This man can cook it up. You say, why can he cook it up? Because he's been to the best school that you ever can go to. He's been to the restaurant of God's power. He's worked with the best in the country. He's felt the move of God's spirit. He's felt the anointing of God. He's not going to bend and bow to pressure, but he's going to do it like God said. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory be to God. So he took the things that God said. We're going to take about here some principal spices, and we're going to dump them in there. Now notice this. I want you to notice this. This could only be made one time. That's all it could be made. It had to be made right. Amen. You couldn't make it the way you wanted it and get it right. But you had to make it the way that God wanted it. So they took some principal spices. And they took some pure myrrh. Yes, they did. Amen. And they put it in that little old pot. And they began to stir it up just right. Amen. Have you ever seen somebody come to church that was bent down and couldn't go on? And all of a sudden, the power of God hit them. And that old bent spirit jumped off of them. And little old granny pulled out that little hanky. My God. And she turns loose in the Holy Ghost and has herself a time. I'm telling you what. We pour in the myrrh. Hear me tonight. Amen. Took 250 shekels of that. Then we take some sweet calamus. And we're going to add that into this thing just right. Friend, you got to stir the right amount. 
Some people go overboard on some things. Let me tell you something. You better be a balanced Christian, Brother Rockstetter. God wants us to be balanced. It's not all holiness, 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 holiness. But there's some faith in there. Hey Amen. There's some giving in there. There's some clean living in there. This is an anointed thing from God. And it'll bring you a balanced diet, my friend. That'll make a difference in your life. If you do it just like God said. Hallelujah. But I don't like the way God said it. Tough luck, honey. It's either going to be God's way or it isn't going to be at all. You're going to have to do it like God said. Or you're paddling your boat up the wrong stream. You've got to put those things in there like God said. I feel like in this modernistic time that there is a trend, and I spoke about it last night, away from the originality of God's Word. Away, my friend, amen, to the modern flowing society. But when we mix this thing up tonight, friend, it's going to make a difference in everybody. Everything it's put on is going to separate it. Everything it's put on is going to set it aside. For the bow, when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, He made you a brand new man. He set you aside. He made you something for God. You're not just a man, but you're a man that's called as God and anointed for a purpose, and that's to preach this glorious gospel. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Kassiah, 500 kickles, put it in there, stir it up a little bit. My God. A little olive oil here, put it in there. Put it in there. Stir it up a little bit. Hold it now, we got a little olive him here. I want you to put that in there and stir that up. We got a little charismatic spirit. Get rid of that thing. No. We're not going to put that in there. My God, my God. We're not going to put that in there. And listen to me. There's a lot of folks that like to slip that in. Amen. My brother's baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost and love God. That's my brother. Now I want you to notice this. Praise God. And so the Bible says that after they got it all mixed up, to get it mixed up, let's salt and pepper it a little bit because we're the salt of the earth. Glory be to God. I'm telling you we are. Brother Gill was teaching today and said we're the salt of the earth. I feel like tonight folks don't realize what they've got. When they get the Holy Ghost, they got the greatest experience that's ever been known to man. There are men in native lands who would cry their eyes out for days and days to get what we got. But God's blessed us in all the tabernacles at night to feel the anointing of Jesus Christ and to turn loose in God. Hallelujah and say, hey, we are the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. We'll add a little bit of this. This pepper. What does that represent? That represents a lot of prayer. I'm going to tell you, that stuff make you cry, brother. It'll do it. Mix that up real good. This cook's doing a good job tonight. Don't get your fire down too low, son. Somebody said, preacher, I'm kind of not feeling just right. How long has it been since you sat on the burner of God's power? How long has it been since you've been back, my friend? Amen to that old anvil and that God with his hammer beat you into place. How long has it been since you visited the prayer room and let the roots of 
of all carnality be rooted out of you by the love of Jesus Christ. How long has it been since you turned yourself over to God and let the Holy Ghost take control? How long has it been? Amen. Listen to this. He said, now I want you to take that oil. This is a holy ointment. Holy. My God, it's holy. Some folks are great cooks. I'm going to pick on Sister Willis the first time in this game. Sister Willis cannot make biscuits. Oh, my God, she can't make biscuits. The first biscuits she ever made. Amen. If David would have had them, he'd have killed Goliath with them. That's the truth, so help me. Amen. I thought about painting them red and selling them for hockey pups. Hallelujah. They were the most terrible things that I ever seen in my life. Amen. When the Bible said, he that endureth to the end, honey, I couldn't even get started on them biscuits. Praise God. And all these years we've been married, she can make biscuits ten at a time. That's all she can do. She can't make them any more than ten at a time. Hey, man, she's tried this quick. Friend, when this quick tells you, you can't make biscuits. Hallelujah. I mean, she, she just, she's the most tremendous wife that I've ever had. Hallelujah. The only one I've ever had. She's the greatest woman you'd ever want in all your life. But, friend, if I'd have married her to make biscuits, I'd have divorced her. Hallelujah. She can't make biscuits whatsoever. But I like them women who make them big old biscuits, them cathead kind. You know what I'm talking about? My mama had an old cream can. She'd roll that flour out, and she'd take that old cream can, and Dad had sharpened it on one end, and she'd cut them old biscuits out. And they wouldn't just come up an inch and just die. Friend, them things would keep on climbing. They'd kind of come way up, and then they'd bow over. Hallelujah. But like they were saying, put some honey in me. Put some jelly on me. Put some butter in me. Hey, man, I'm the kind of biscuit you want. Hey, man, let me tell you, friend, when we come to God, and God feeds us from the heavenly table, he gives us something that is a satisfying portion. Cook on, buddy. Cook on. Don't stir the juice there. You burn this mess, we're in trouble. <laughs> we got to get it going. I feel like that we are standing in the age of decision. We are standing on the portholes of eternity. We are looking, my friend, at a generation who is crying. We need something to make a difference in us. They are dissatisfied with modern religion. They are dissatisfied with cults and cultures. They are dissatisfied, my friend, with the run of the mill. Amen, just as I am, Lord. Amen, what do they need, preacher? They need us to bring to them the Holy Ghost revival that will set their soul on fire. They need us to come to church, and when we come to church, act like Pentecostal people. Amen. I mean, run the aisle, friend. Dance in the spirit. Let go and let God have his way. Stop trying to go through the pomp and splendor, but let the Holy Ghost do something for you. Glory be to God. There was a lady seeking the Holy Ghost several years ago in a revival. I preached and I mean, she was getting with it. She didn't get it. But she came and she prayed. I closed revival and I left that church. And I went on to the next revival. 
During the next week or so, the pastor's wife called me and said, Brother Willis, you'd never believe what happened. Stir it, son, stir it. Praise God. You let it stick. Amen. You men, did your wife ever try to pass something off to you that she burnt? She didn't want you to know about it. It was burnt just a little bit. Has she ever done that? Amen. Don't look at me, you big lies. You know she's done that. She didn't want to throw it out, you see, because she could buy her a new pair of shoes if she kept a little grocery money back. You know what I'm talking about. But anyhow, Sister Pat, Sister Pat went home. She got down in the kitchen. She told the pastor's wife, called her up and said, would you come over and pray with me? She was a rough woman. She got down to business in that old kitchen of hers. Amen. And sister said, listen, when I left there, she was speaking in other tongues. It was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Said about 5 o'clock when her husband got home from work, he walked in the door, stuck his nose in the air, sniffing for that supper. He couldn't smell nothing, but he heard something. He went in the kitchen. There was Sister Pat still on her knees. Amen. From 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Still speaking in other tongues as a spirit of God. Give her truth. Amen. He thought, well, I'm not going to bother. I'll just leave her alone. 9 o'clock rolled by. 10 o'clock rolled by. 11 o'clock rolled by. And he said, man, this is getting ridiculous. Amen. He was a sinner man anyhow. He went back in the kitchen. At 1 o'clock, Sister Pat was still praising God, speaking in other tongues. You say, preacher, was she carried away? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How long has it been since you spoke in tongues? Until you could not control it. Until the Holy Ghost spoke through you to the place that you had to just let God take over. You're doing a good job, sir. We might get him a job in McDonald's before this is all over with. Hallelujah. Somebody say, cook it, man, cook it. Oh, come on. You want him to burn the mess, don't you? Say, cook it, man. Praise God. Tell you what, say, cook it, brother Bo. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. Cook it up. You're doing a good job there. Now that we've got it, let me, let me see here. Let's see if that's just about right. Mm. Just about there. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. I like to see folks get right, don't you? I like to see folks get right. I like to see them come to the altar and mascara run. I like to see the men start jerking the cigarettes out of their pocket. I like to see them start putting their self on the altar. I like to see them get with it. May I say that this was holy throughout all generations. You say, but preacher, what in the world did they do? God just carried it over to the New Testament time. When on the day of Pentecost, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house wherein they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and set upon each of them. What are you saying? I'm saying tonight that we tonight have tasted of something that God that nobody else could put together. All the ecclesiastical movements of our time, all the modern preachers of our time, all the modernistic moves of our age cannot, my friend, make anything. Like the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they have not the power, they have not the ability, they have not the understanding, but it took God to bring it down. It took God to bring it down. It took the fire to fall. It took the anointing of God so that you and I today could be set aside. Jesus 
And God cooked something up, sir, for this generation. Those without the Holy Ghost, they can be separated also. Those that are down and out, those that are discouraged, those that are troubled, those that have become backslidden in their soul, those who have become lukewarm, possibly in this building tonight, there is somebody, amen, who feels a need to be separated by God's Spirit. But there is still a holy anointing falling from God as they pour that upon everything in that building. I mean, they separated everything and dedicated it unto God. I feel like in our day and time, everything you see, we ought to dedicate to God Almighty. Tired of a form and fashion of religion, but there is a church. There is a body. There is a people. And in this building tonight is a representation of a church that Jesus bought. And a church that Jesus fought. And a church that Jesus brought out. And a church, my friend, that Jesus gave his life for. In this building tonight are folks who have been doused with the power of God. They're not the same. Some of you were drunks. Some of you were liars. Some of you were adulterers. But not anymore. We've been set free by the power of God Almighty. We've been anointed by God's Spirit. And we tonight have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Somebody took some time to stir a revival for us. Somebody took some time to pray for us. When I was just a young boy, the preacher's wife got so upset at me. She said to the preacher, she said, Brother, don't ever bring that boy to church again. He'll never be saved. His heart will never be right. He's hateful. He's nasty. He don't love God. He's nothing but a sham. Don't ever bring him back again. But thank God for that old faithful preacher, Brother Drew, who kept stirring and who kept cooking, who kept compounding, kept praying, and said, oh, God, get a hold of that boy until one night, friend, in 1963, that God got a hold of me and filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Would you stand tonight? God has mixed it all up for us. God damn it. He said, if you'd have heard that preacher preach, it wasn't his preaching. It was the God that moved through that preaching. Somebody said, what should we do with this? He said, whatever you do, don't put it on a stranger. If you put it on a stranger, you're going to be cut off. Don't do it those who are called by the lovely name of Jesus, those, my friend, who God pleads with, God desires to save, God desires to bring out of the depths of sin and degradation, those that God has opened the door, what did God do? He simply cut a hole in the grace room wall so you and I could walk in and get everything from God we needed so that we could be saved. We tonight are standing in the presence of the mighty God who mixed up a batch of salvation for humanity that cannot be changed and will not be changed. They can have all the meetings in Geneva they want. They can have all the meetings, my friend, in Rome they want. They can have all the meetings, my friend, of the World Council of Churches they want. But they will not change this precious anointing of God. 
What is the baptism of the Holy Ghost? It's nothing but anointing of separation. It's an anointing, friend, of cleansing. It's an anointing, my friend, that'll make a difference in you if you yield yourself to Jesus Christ. If you have the Holy Ghost tonight, I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to begin to praise Him. We're not the same. We have been changed. God's mixed up a batch of salvation for us. We're different than we ever have been in all of our lives. Jesus Christ gave his church a plan in this book. And sinner friend, if you've never repented of your sins, never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, if you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this tonight is for you. God wants to save you also. Can he do it for you? Yes, he can. Let me tell you this and then closing. I was preaching in the southern part of the state of Illinois. There was a young boy who made his way that night to the church. And the pastor told me right before I got there. He heard the preaching of God's Word. He was convicted and he wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name and he went to his mother and father. And they said, no, you cannot be baptized in Jesus' name. He went back to the preacher and said, preacher, will you baptize me? And the preacher said, son, I've got to get your mother and father's permission. Again, they went back to the mother and father's house. Again, the parents refused. The boy wept and said, I've got to be baptized tonight. You might put it off, but you better listen to what I'm going to say. So I've got to be baptized tonight. There's nothing like this salvation. That boy, at 3 o'clock in the night, raised his bedroom window, climbed down the side of his house, over the trellis, walked a mile and a half to the preacher's house, knocked on the preacher's door after 3 in the morning and said, Preacher, would you baptize me? I've got to be baptized tonight. The boy was weeping hysterically. He picked the boy up, put him in his car, took him down to the church, opened the doors, walked in, and baptized the young man in Jesus' name. Loaded him in the car, wrapped a blanket around him, took him back to his home, rung the front doorbell. As the parents came to the door, their face was another shock. He told them, said, Mom and Dad, I had to get baptized tonight. This actually happened. That night, before the morning sun rose, the preacher received a call. It was the man who was the father of the boy that he had just baptized just a few hours before. So would you come up here? Something's wrong with Billy. The preacher got there, and when he did, the young man had slipped into a coma. 
They took him to the local hospital in the small town there in Illinois, which they lived. They x-rayed him and said there's some sort of brain blockage. They medevaced him to Jewish Hospital in Chicago. Their Jewish Hospital, they done a series of tests. The mother and father flew in there. They said, we must perform emergency surgery right away. There's a tumor that's pressing his brain as we let it go. Another hour could be critical. The parents signed the permission slip. The Jewish doctors went in there and the surgeons with their hands so skilled began the operation. One hour passed. Two hours passed. About two and a half to three hours patiently, nerves tight, the door of the waiting room pushed open and there stood the Jewish doctor, tears streaming down his face. And they said, what is it, doctor? He said he didn't make it. They both began to weep. And the doctor said, I have a question to ask you. He said, what is it? He said, where did your son learn to speak Hebrew? And they said, doctor, he doesn't speak Hebrew. So does he have some Jewish children around him that he plays with? Surely there's somebody. They said, no, we're from a small town in southern Illinois. There's no Jews in our neighborhood. He said, while we were operating on that young man, his eyes came open. While we were trying to give him anesthetic, while we were performing the surgery, he began to speak the Yiddish language, the street language of Jerusalem, and said in perfect Yiddish, with open eyes, he told us that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He told us that Jesus was the only true God. And while the doctor stood there and wept, while he stood there and cried, he told them of the testimony of that young man. As the preacher told me the story, chills of the Holy Ghost went all over me. That's what God mixed up for his church. Irregardless of who you might be, friend, the Holy Ghost is for you tonight. Why don't you come and get it? Why don't you come right now and get it? There's a special portion if you're sick of modern religion. If you're sick of going through the motions of being saved. If you're sick tonight of somebody concocting their own little recipe, why don't you come to Jesus tonight? There's preachers here, my friend, that'll baptize you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. There are saints of God who will pray you through to the Holy Ghost. That's the way it was intended. You say, but preacher, can I get it living in your way? No, sir. For everything this oil was put on was to be holy and sanctified to the Lord. Perhaps you in this building tonight don't know God. Perhaps you have never tasted of his power. If you haven't, why don't you come right now? 
and give your heart to Jesus Christ as they sing. Sing it with me. I will give you all. How about it, Clem? Would you come tonight? If all is what you ask of There's a God tonight who's pleading with you. And he's saying to you, come on. Come on. Why don't you come and be saved? Why don't you give your heart to Jesus Christ? Do you need the Holy Ghost tonight? Is there somebody in here that needs it?